on? Nick Kirby here. Welcome to Chatterbox Reds, proudly sponsored by DSC Commodities. Today, we continue our interviews from Reds Fest as Chatterbox Sports partnered with our good friends Justin Kenner and Wing 1410 AM. That's ESPN Radio in Dayton. This is interview number five of six as we talked with Cincinnati Reds president and COO Phil Castellini. Thanks again to 1410 AM for giving us this opportunity to provide you with some great content for you this offseason. Next Tuesday, we'll have our last interview from Reds Fest with Reds manager David Bell. All right, before we get to today's show, I want to tell you about our proud sponsor, Deep South Commodities. DSC is a leader in renewable commodities for biofuel production, specializing in used cooking oil collection, aggregation, and sales. Visit www.deepsouthcommodities.com for more. If you're listening to this podcast on the day of its release, that's January 9th, Tuesday. If you're a UC fan, be sure to check out Chatterbox Bearcats tonight after UC Texas. Chuck Walter and Houdini are doing a post-game show after every UC basketball game that you'll not want to miss. That's on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. We also will be back with Chatterbox Reds Live at a bit of a different time this week. We will be live on Wednesday at 2 p.m. That's Wednesday, January 10th. We will have Reds Director of Media Relations, Jamie Ramsey, joining the show. That is live on YouTube on Chatterbox Sports. And then we will have that up in your podcast feed on Thursday morning. My friend Craig Sandlin will be filling in co-hosting duties this week. For Traces, he is taking a much-needed vacation. All right, well, now to today's interview with Phil Castellini. Live from Reds Fest. Reds fans, 1410 Wing AM is Dayton's radio home of the Cincinnati Reds. We now send you live to the Duke Energy Convention Center. Fans, let's do this. We are live here at the Duke Energy Convention Center. It's Reds Fest. Justin Kinder, Nick Kirby from Chatterbox Sports partnering up together for today. Pretty excited about this. Nick, you've been to Reds Fest, but uh, first time doing the program here at Reds Fest. Yeah, really excited to be here with you, Justin, today. Uh, great energy here so far. Uh, looking forward to this event today. Wanted to see how long we could talk without bringing on Mr. Phil Castellini. Who's been how are we doing, guys? We're doing great. How's Dayton doing? Oh, it's outstanding. Plenty it's outstanding. of time to still get down here to Reds Fest from Dayton. The traffic was not bad on the way in today. That's right. Pulled right up to a parking spot. It was very clean on the way in. That's so good. Go. Easy go. flow. But uh, Reds Fest, uh, we were talking a little bit before we went live, of course. And, uh, you know, the vibe from last year to this year, it's just night and day difference. I mean, when I pulled in right now, there was a line of people waiting to get in right as it, it opened a little bit ago. Just the buzz and excitement surrounding the Cincinnati Reds right now. Yeah, the there's roof. no doubt. It was it was a breakout year. And, you know, we've been talking for a while about, you know, building this system from within, um, bringing these guys up and to watch them all, you know, frankly, a little bit early, uh, I think, coming up last year. And you saw um, as they kind of came up one at a time, adding another piece to it. And, and what's what's fun is they come up together in the minors, right? So by the time they get here, they've got a familiarity, relationships, and great chemistry, and, and that just played through the rest of the season. Um, and it's just great energy. And, and the, it was the right team to be bringing to the game with the game changing the rules yep. and shortening the, the game in the way that we did. I just think it was a perfect marriage of those 
paradigm shifts in our, our industry and this team coming up at that time. It was just a good fun. And uh, I think that energy is continuing into Reds Fest, into the fandom, and, and hopefully into next year's performance. So obviously as a front office, you're never going to go into a season and say, we're going to be a 100-loss team this season. That's never something that you guys say. But last year, from the expectations going in of what it could have been, considering how young the roster was, from the expectations going into what ended up, what was that gap? I mean, well, what the, was that the, gap? The, 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 there was an assumed progression, yep. not as quick as it was there. Because, again, this is a, a, a process that takes time. And, and so it was a pleasant surprise that it was quicker and yep. that and and those guys coming up um as they did so it was a pleasant surprise for everybody fans in the front office alike and so but now you see there's a confidence and chemistry in this clubhouse that these guys are ready to take on the world and and i think we've got a lot of uh, sunny days ahead and and these guys are all uh, dialed in and they've got one goal and that's to bring a championship trophy back here to cincinnati phil i maybe see a lot of uh, parallels between like 2009 into 2010 with kind of where the Reds are now. Do you kind of see that and feel that with like this core that you have now? Well, yeah, and with, you know, with this commit, right, you can you can see the progression, right? You can see the pipeline, and, and, and that's really what we've had. And then also bringing in pieces like Martinez along the way, that's what you're going to continue to do to fill gaps and, and, and put the rest of the puzzle pieces together. But, you know, the, the most important thing is these guys are playing hard. They're playing the game the right way. We've got speed. We've got defense. We've got offense. We're, you know, improving the pitching. So I, I think, you know, keeping everybody healthy, it's the right mix. It's the right chemistry. It's the right energy every day, every play, every inning. Um, it's, it's that's Cincinnati baseball. That's what we've been chasing a long time. What's wild about it, too, is in, in baseball, you just – you don't see a team made up of predominantly rookies. You don't see them have success from a win-loss perspective on the field, and that's what made – I think we're going to look back at last season. I think we all know how special it was, but I think years from now we're going to look back at how rare that is for the Reds to accomplish what they Yeah, no, no question, and I think they brought the youthful energy, but I thought they had a maturity uh, that was advanced for, for, the, for the age of the guys, and, and then that, they played off each other in that regard, and so I think that's going to bode well moving forward for sure. Uh, Phil, I want to ask you, uh, one of the interesting things going on in baseball, interesting dynamics, is the regional sports networks and uh, kind of how the, the landscape of the media is changing. How has that kind of been challenging for, for the, from the Reds' perspective? Well, you know, there's just a, a change of how people are consuming media content. And, and we've seen it coming. I think it came a little faster than everybody expected. And so I think you've, you've got a shift happening in that market, and we're just going to have to adapt to that shift. We've, we've got a great partner in Valley, um, and as long as they're going to be a partner, they're going to continue to produce a great broadcast for us. But, you know, you can read the, the, the stuff out there. If, if there's a change that has to be made there, we're going to adapt to that change. We're going to bring the same great quality broadcast to our fans, and um, we'll just adapt as some of the other teams have already had to do. Um, but right now we're, you know, stay the course, but uh, you have to adapt to the shift, and, and people want to consume it where and how they want to consume it, and we'll adapt to that. I also wanted to, um, to ask you about, you guys opened a Dominican Summer League last year. Seems like you guys have, or an academy, I'm sorry. Seems like you guys have shifted more towards international uh, scouting and development. Has that kind of been a, a yeah, emphasis? big time, and and just moved to a new academy and re, and we're refurbishing it now, putting a lot of money down there, and uh, you know that's a huge part of the pipeline. So making a big investment in the Dominican and the academy down there, we've got a great staff down there, we've got some great scouts doing great work, and so that's a huge part of what we're doing. A lot of teams are investing a lot of money down there, and and we're doing our share to 
to make ours the best that it can be for our team. And um, it's a beautiful complex uh, to begin with, and then we're, we're doing a significant renovation over the next 18 months. Why do, why do some teams invest heavily in that department and other teams are a little kind of one foot in, one foot out? What is so important that the Reds have been so uh, aggressive as far as that's concerned? That's where the talent is, right? I, I think we've got – I think you're finding talent from everywhere, but yeah. there's no question that, 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 that the, the talent is there. And I will tell you, there won't be any team with a foot out. I mean, you play the tape forward three years. Everybody's making huge investments in the Dominican, and they'll continue to do that. So I, I, I think that's just, you know – that's one of those things that you got to do to develop the talent, and that's where a lot of the talent is, and, and it's the appropriate place to be making an investment. Last offseason, uh, the Reds extended Hunter Green. Um, what's your kind of thoughts on extending maybe some of the other, other young players? That you the guys Reds are going to have to wait to talk to Nick about that. I think it might be time to transition into some ballpark <laughs> chatter. That's fair. That's you fair. guys are taking me down a hole that is not my hole to dive in. So, Ellie De La Cruz, when are you guys going to sign him? No, I'm just joking. Yeah. We're good. We'll get to, uh, we'll, we'll, back we'll to, get the, to ballpark. the ballpark. Yes, yeah. back to the ballpark we go. Uh, but, you know, obviously every year we talk about some of the changes or any kind of renovations that are made to the ballpark. It's always yeah. adapting. Uh, what are some of the key highlights and, you know, projects, if you well, will? Well, you know, um, I'll start with our, our BetMGM partnership. That's been great. We had a, them in a temporary location in, in the uh, ballpark at the machine room. Um, that's always been a challenging space for us, and it, it was a place to get that started, but obviously not ideal. We were working on a different location for the last year. We acquired the space across the street where Gala Park used to be, and we uh, MGM's been in there for a couple months. We have partnered with Nation Kitchen and Bar that just opened their bar last night, and the full restaurant service is going to be open in the coming weeks, but that's going to be a phenomenal location, a great partnership with both Ben MGM and Nation, so that's going to be a great thing right across the street from the ballpark. Moving into the ballpark, uh, we are redoing our Diamond Club for the first time. Really, I mean gutting it and redoing it for the first time since the ballpark opened. More seats inside. We never had as many seats inside as outside, so that was always a challenge. The buffet was kind of uh, a, a challenge to get people through. And so doing a major renovation down there for the first time uh, since the ballpark opened. Really excited about that. Lexus is still our sponsor down there. Um, but the, the most interesting thing that I think all the fans can see and appreciate is – the crowds are back. Fans are back, which we love, um, and we always want to make sure we deliver the best ballpark experience possible, and we steal shamelessly from ideas of sporting venues all over the country, and so we're taking the entire third base concourse. That entire concession stand is being gutted into a walk-in market concept. All the same hot food offerings will be there, but it's going to be walk-in, check-out uh, POS to where we should uh, cut the times and line times in half. With that project so that it's it's all about getting the people through so we can get you back to your seat and uh, enjoy the game so that's that's a huge uh, change happening this year that i think is really going to benefit the fan experience the reds community fund you uh you guys won a big award this week you know we've been we've been in the in the finals of that for years and so i think it was um a real honor to to win that award we've got such great partners you know that started with just p and g back in 2010 and then grew to be six seven eight partners uh, kroger zoo g aviation so many others and um so much great work has been done over the years so finally having one of those projects gets recognized nationally is is huge you know we touch over 50,000 kids a year with the community fund efforts we've invested just that just the field renovation p and g projects since 2010 over a
invested, and they grew from one field to fields with community centers and gardens and parks and all kinds of stuff. So it was a real uh, blessing for that group of volunteers and people do in-kind donations. We've got, you know, seven, eight different partners. To finally have that work be recognized nationally by the league was a real honor. We have Phil Castellini hanging out with us here again. Justin Kinner, Nick Kirby, live here at the Duke Energy Convention Center, Reds Fest. Um, and it didn't take long uh, for the foot traffic just uh, to make this a very busy and happening place right now. Uh, just Reds Fest in general, it's the biggest uh, you know, fan fest in all of Major League Baseball. Yeah, well, the best fans in baseball deserve the best uh, fan fest in baseball, and that's what we try and deliver here every year. If, you, uh, if you're just Phil Castellini, the, the Reds fan, and you're coming to Reds Fest for the first time, what is the spot that everyone needs to go check out? Well, I, I always tell people the main stage we program all day, and so there's a lot of entertaining stuff. But then I think you really attack Reds Fest based on the, the demographic that you're bringing to the event. And we have literally something for all ages. So tons of kids' activities. We've got a great Hall of Fame booth, plenty of retail, sports bar if you want to hang out, check out the main stage, have a cold one, watch some of the other sporting stuff going on. So I think there's really something here for everybody. Poker tonight uh, with the players. And so the idea that we are creating is a fan fest for all fans of all ages and to keep you busy all day and plenty of wonderful things to see and do here. All right. Well, Phil, thank you so much. All right. Thank time. you, guys. Thanks, Dayton. Still time to come on down, Dayton. So hope to see you. Thank you, guys. All right. Again, Justin Kidder, Nick Kirby, live here from the Duke Energy Convention Center, Reds Fest, and Phil Castellini, awesome enough to give us some time. Every year, we always kick the show off with him. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Well, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Chatterbox Reds. We can't tell you enough how much we appreciate your support. If you had not yet subscribed to Chatterbox Reds on your favorite podcast platform, what are you waiting for? Do it right now. During spring training and the regular season, we are the only Reds podcast to have new episodes after every single game. And we will have plenty of off-season coverage between now and then, so be sure to stay tuned. Also, make sure that you subscribe to Chatterbox Sports on YouTube so that you can join us for live episodes of Chatterbox Reds. Hit the bell and turn on notifications so you can get alerts on your phone whenever we go live. Before I let you go, I want to tell you about all of the other great content at Chatterbox Sports. First off, there's our flagship show, Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman, from 10 a.m. to noon, Monday through Friday on YouTube, of course, on Chatterbox Sports. Off the Bench is also available everywhere you get podcasts. Great podcast listen uh, for your drive home, as it's usually posted uh, by one or two in the afternoon every day. Then there's Chatterbox Bengals. They go live after every single Bengals game. Similar fashion to what we do at Chatterbox Reds. Those guys are doing a great job covering the Bengals this season. Speaking of the Bengals, there is Chatterbox Clicker with Coach Kyle Kasky, former Bengals coach. That is every Tuesday night. Coach Kasky breaks down film from the latest Bengals game and a very innovative show on Chatterbox Sports that you do not want to miss. And if that's not enough to fill your NFL fix, there's Mac and JT. That is Wednesday nights on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. Uh, that is all things NFL. They go through each and every game. And then our newest show, Chatterbox Bearcats. That is with host Charlie Walter, formerly of Reds Live. Covers all things UC Sports they are going live on YouTube after every single UC basketball game. So that's, on, of course, on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. 
Chatterbox Bearcats is also available everywhere you get podcasts. Links to all those shows are in the episode notes today, so be sure to check them out. Give those guys the support that they deserve. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. Hope that you have a fantastic day, and as always, go Reds.